and Danzig here on the Misfits tour bus on our way back to New York City in preparation of our big show in Madison Square Garden in October. Just want to let you guys know that me and the boys here have been listening to the Asteroid Factory podcast and we really dig it. We love movies and comic books and all that stuff and have been, you know, have been listening for a while now. But I want to let you guys know that you really haven't been touching on the genre that, you know, touches my heart and, you know, seeps its way into my soul on a daily basis. And that's horror. But on that note, I want to let you guys know that on October 31st, Sam Hain 2019, you'll be able to watch Veronica on VOD. Now that means video on demand. I'm not sure if you guys know what that means. I didn't know what it meant until just recently because my agent told me that we were unable to get a cinematic release due to the fact that too many people were laughing at the scary parts. But anyway, you know, just want to let you guys know that we're digging the podcast and watch Veronica. Hey, Glenn, order us another pizza, you stupid piece of shit. Hey, uh, hey that, that's the boys the Misfits just giving me the old razzmatazz. You know, they love me. No, we don't. You suck. And so does your movie. Uh, you, uh, you know what? Uh, watch Veronica on October 31st and get back to me. I love you guys. Bye. Hey there, guys and gals. Welcome to the Asteroid Factory Podcast, where nerd knowledge is on point. We are your hosts, James Von Doom. I'm Chewy. And Three Toes of Fury. Razzmatazz! <laughs> just, just the fact that uh, Glenn would use the word razzmatazz. That's so off-character for Unbelievable. Him. But I do picture the rest of the band members uh, for this last Misfits tour kind of treating him like shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolfgang Von Huffenpuff, what's his name? <laughs> Laughing at the scary parts. <laughs> Ludwig Ludwig von Bloodstain. So legit. <laughs> so we talked about it, but I, I am going to make it mandatory. We are going to get that movie on demand. Oh yeah, we should watch it. And we're going to we will do a live cast for it. We have to. We have you know, to like we, an MST style. I There's like two movies now that we have to do that for. The you know room, that, right? Oh, the, no, the, not uh, the room. No, no, it's uh, the the new um, um, Fred Durst, the new Travolta. Oh movie. no, 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 fandom. No, fanatic, I don't. Fanatic. Mm, no, count me out for that one. Really. There's not enough money in the world to make me watch that movie. Well, All of this. What about our sponsors? This episode of the Asteroid Factory podcast is brought to you by Sugar-Free Werther's Originals. <laughs> Suck one. Old people. <laughs> Suck one, Fred Durst. Yeah, yeah Freddie. I can call him that. We're friends. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. No, uh, we're watching Veronica. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We need weird thing about it, though. When it first came out, remember in Chicago, people said they were laughing yeah, at yes. the movie. There's r- reviews of the movie that say it is amazing. Mm. And I know that's I, I know that's not far fetched. Well, I was just gonna say that. Like, what if we watch it and we all like the three of us come away and we're just like, wow, that was amazing. Were those reviews by Glenn Tanzig? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. And Ben Danzig. <laughs> There's a um shoot, I just lost my thought. I've, after you said Glenn Tanzig. <laughs> Dang it. 
uh, well, yeah, it's coming right, out. We'll check it out. It's coming out on Sam, Sam Hain. Oh, Sam Hain and, and Halloween fall on the same day this year. Isn't oh, that I, crazy? The sad thing is, I okay. just thought that was like the old-fashioned way to say Halloween. So when you said Sam Hain, I'm like, you fucking nerd. But <laughs> I don't know the reference. Sam Hain is, uh, isn't that like when the barrier between two worlds is the thinnest? I have no idea. All I know is that uh, Sam Hain is the name <laughs> of uh, Glenn Danzig's band before uh, Danzig. Uh, nice. Yeah. You know a lot about that band. You I do because, okay, this is what I'll say about Danzig. Go for it. First three Welcome albums. to Danzig Talk. All Danzig, all night. Roar. Mm. It kind of fits. Yeah. Um, the first three Danzig albums. Yep. Classic. Triple A rock and roll. Good. And I know, Hold up. and I know, Doom will at least uh, agree with me on the first album. I think what the first Danzig album. Oh, mother. Yeah. Oh, that's the, oh, that's a good song. That's Danzig. Yeah. I almost, yeah. I almost tried to sing, and uh, I mean, Danzig almost tried to sing in that cold open. But that song kind of reminds me of the Cult for some reason. I don't know why. Sorry. Well, when did the Cult exist? What years? They were eighties. Eight, late eighties, nineties. Yeah. When did the Misfits exist? I don't 70s. know the Misfits. So the Misfits influenced the cult. the cult. Sorry, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't know the Misfits. I know a lot of their Jean Jacket. I know patches. a lot. I know a lot of Danzig. Yeah, and I have a I have a lot of respect for Danzig. You got any ripped? I do. I'll I, take it. I can give you everything, MP3s? except for probably the last three, which I never. I'll take it. Yeah. Wait. All right. What you got? Samhain is a Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter or the darker half of the year. (laughs) But the thing is, traditionally, it is celebrated October 31st. Right. So is it always Halloween? We offer up a virgin. I thought they they fall on different days. I thought they fell on different days. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm calling you a virgin. It's weird. There's a ritual that you dance naked around a fire and shove pine cones up your ass. Oh, well, we... We call that the burbs in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. we call, Zing. We call that Taco Tuesday. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> okay, I, CBD oil, man. CBD From last oil. cast is still swimming in the veins, I see. <laughs> okay, I think I we... I need a little. I think it's starting to kick in. We need to start talking about the topic of the week, or at least say what no, we're going to talk yeah. about. No. We're going to be talking about... about our picks of the week. Well, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to we be talking about, about afterwards after that, man. Uh, memorable video game experiences. Yep. Get this guy a fucking espresso. Yep. He has yep. fallen off the train. Let's do it. Yeah, so let's do, uh, let's do the picks of the week. Who's going first? I will. Okay. Do you want to see him in? Put down your nudie picks of B. Arthur and get a listen... <laughs> To this crazy son of a bitch's pick of the week. All right. My pick of the week is... All right. A lot of people give the movie Jaws the credit. Uh, They say that that was kind of the first big blockbuster. That's the one that kind of set off the blockbuster culture that we live in. It wasn't expected to be, but it it, it gets a lot of credit for that. And I think that is horseshit. Now, Jaws is a perfect movie. It's one of the best movies of all time. But this last week... Uh, my son asked to see a movie, and I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting pick, and I happen to have a special edition of it on disc. So we threw it in, introduced him to... Jaws? No. <laughs> that would be, yeah, do you want that kid never going to the ocean? No, that oh, movie fucked fuck. me up. Fucked, I saw way fucked everyone up. I mean, I was, I was seven. So, they yeah. showed that movie to young kids back yes. then. Well, isn't it rated PG? PG-13. Oh, which I no, can't, wait. no, it's PG. Oh, yeah, it is rated PG. How that, is it PG? 
Smile, you because son of a PG-13, bitch. Because PG-13 wasn't a thing until Indiana Jones those and eyes. Uh, uh, yeah. Ra- Raiders of the Lost right. Ark. And Red Dawn, which was the first one. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Wow. First PG-13 movie. Most people think it was Temple of Doom. It wasn't. Temple of the Doom was let, led to it. Red Dawn was the first PG-13 yeah. movie. Look it up. We Knowledge burn. Drop! So, you get some applause for that, but then I take Thank you, away. Helen. Um, all right, but I'm not talking about Jaws. I'm talking about a movie that came out 43. Three years earlier, and that movie came out in 1933, and I introduced my kid to it this last week. Holy which would Nosferatu? Be not Nosferatu. Oh. <laughs> it is the original King Kong. Ah. And it's my pick of the week because uh, it's obscure and it's fine. It's just fresh in my head. But it is a fucking amazing movie. And it is a movie that was made a million years ago. And a lot of people think they've seen it, but I don't think a lot of people have. Yeah. I think a lot of people have watched like the 16 other versions of it. I was introduced to the 77 one with Bridges and um, Jessica Lange. Um, we have the re remake from um, Peter Jackson that came out a couple of years ago, but this movie is so good, beginning to end. There's so much action. Fucking Kong fights T Rexes. He fights the Loch Ness monster. There's the missing spider pit sequence. Probably worth a Google. Uh, it's it, it's yeah. a fucking great movie. It holds up. The effects are way better than I remembered. Uh, it's a little freaky. It's great. So I've never seen it. I don't think most people have, and it's real, yeah. real old and real black and white. It's really good. It's, yeah. it's really good. real black and white. <laughs> Actually, in more ways than one. As opposed to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just threw a face. God, we got we to gotta start putting a camera in here. I'll bring in some GoPros and strap them to our dicks. Um, so <laughs> It's a good thing we record the nude. Yeah, it's pretty best. So it's a weird pick, and it's an obscure pick, but the movie is amazing. So okay. I loved it. Nice. Cool. I'll check it out. I'm right. going. You're going. Oh, who's going to see Three toes. Cue it up. Yeah. All right. Put on your lederhosen. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie's going to go German on your ass. Um, actually, I don't think I'm going German. You're um, bringing out the Flegugen in high? My pick of the week is going to tie slightly into uh, the little uh, Danzig conversation that we had earlier on in the cast. And that is um, we are in the season now of autumn and i don't know about you guys do you guys does your musical does the music you listen to is it dictated by the time of year no never no? never there you don't have any examples of it like like maybe like you oh. hit like autumn and like you really want to listen to something I'll listen in to, particular so i'll listen to whatever like maybe the like the point is like I, i'll listen to whatever during the year throughout and it doesn't matter but there are definitely songs i will put on in the fall and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, like extra. You know, I'm not gonna like stop listening to Sugar Ray in the summer. Boys and boys, boys to men, but yeah, or Sugar Ray. Sure. You know? no. I have I have always been a very so. Do they listener. sell men's clothes where you guys shop for these musical songs? They do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're not hardcore enough to listen to Tool. Yeah, dude. I can't believe you didn't like that song. No. Uh, you will. You'll love it. Um. All right. So you, you do have an affinity a, for seasonal songs. I've always been a very seasonal person. Like in the summertime, I listen to specific music. In the fall, I listen to specific music. Like I think towards the holidays, you can't listen to anything else other than holiday music. And then like the, the cycle, that, that the is cycle true. keeps up. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Um. In the fall, I've always been. I always gravitate towards um metal, and I've always and I always gravitate towards dark darker music because I think it just works that way. I have this memory of me and my buddies. In a car, driving 
towards uh, one of the Chicago haunts. So we had this book that listed all of the haunted places in Chicago. Nice. And one of those haunted places was Cuba Road, which is not too far from where and the, what is all it? of whoa, us whoa, work. Whoa, wait, this was in the book? This was yeah. this was Rainbow Road. And, Cuba Road is and one Cuba of the most Road. haunted areas in like the yeah, state. Yeah, I know, because I grew up like 10 feet from it. We used to drive because of all the stories. We would, yeah. go, we would just What's drive What's the it. name of it? Is it like the White Graveyard or something like there's, that? Yeah, there's the White there's the white graveyard or graveyard white, and then there's also uh, what's was supposedly like an insane asylum over on Rainbow Road that had been converted into like there, there was a farm slash insane asylum something yeah, like yeah. that. A lot of stories about it. Um, it was in the Chicago haunts. It's hard to find informa- real information about it, but we would drive down there, and I have this memory. We drove down there a lot, and my memory is us driving in a car, and then I was driving, and then I put on a specific band that I had been listening to a little bit of because the band I was in had covered one of their songs, and I really kind of got into them. But at, at this moment in time, when I played this music while driving on a supposedly haunted road yep. for, let's say, 30 or 40 minutes, driving around trying to find orbs and ghosts and trying to find the insane Dead asylum, queen. we were listening to Type O Negative. And it's ah. that time of year where I want to listen to this band um, pretty much for the whole season. And my pick of the week is Typo Negative. They're a band that can't perform anymore because the lead singer has passed. Oh, wow. Um, and I was telling Doom this. Th- he may be, the lead singer of this band, Peter Steele, may be the only musician that has passed away that has really hit me hard, that has actually made me sad right. that he's passed away. Um, and we've seen a lot of musicians pass away in our lifetime. I mean, just recently, every single grunge singer... I, I think there's a slasher film going on for grunge singers. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like everybody. The, who's left? Eddie Van... Uh, not Eddie Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, <laughs> man. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. What? Um, They're both really grunge. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's true. Like yeah. grunge, the, almost everybody. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah there's... Except for Eddie Vedder. There's some slasher out there that's right about to kill Eddie Vedder. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's typo negative. They're thick, heavy, goth, strange, hard to pin down tongue-in-cheek, evil while not being evil, very much how, how Glenn Danzig and all of his acts have mm-hmm. been. Um, Rob just, Zombie. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie is like tongue-in-cheek, but with like... Oh, he sucks. Um, um, anyway, with, a, with, with like a coat of sugary candy that is hard to swallow. Uh, um, yeah, he's like a... He's like, like a black spiked dildo. He's just greasy. Dipped in sugar. Yeah. Love him. Like and, a and, and then in dirt, and then in dirt again. Suck one. <laughs> um, back. But if if you like the Beatles, and you want to hear that, the fuck is this going? I'm not sure we can follow. Them. I don't want like to. I'm not Continue. comparing. I'm not comparing type of negative to oh, the Beatles. No, no they're way However, better. But if you like the melodies of the Beatle, the Beatles, or a Beatles esque uh, genre or time in musical history, mixed with the heaviness of modern metal mixed with goth mixed with stoner rock and every track you can't pin down and goes into a different place it's 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 hard for me to really kind of talk about typo negative but they haven't had a weak album and uh if anyone at this, at, at this table wants a file of mp3s i can get it to them you're gonna put it on the danzig disc i want to hear it I yeah will. and you know you did you years ago you turned me on to a typo cd yeah uh, and i liked it but i don't remember the sound that much, so I need to yeah. get back into it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, very much like horror punk, horror goth, horror sludge, horror stoner. But all sounding like the Beatles. Well, Paul, I'm with, not really sure he's tried. <laughs> well, just like two or three of the members are 
like it's almost like how Oz, like if you listen to Ozzy now, knowing that his number one influence is the Beatles, and you listen to all Ozzy now, you're like, look, these are all like this is all him trying to write a heavy Beatles song. That's pretty great, though. Yeah. It might also explain why he his stuff and Sabbath stuff transcends. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's yeah. always good. So, because yeah. yeah, we all know the Beatles just suck royally. Come on now. Yeah. Paperback writer. Oh, they'll probably get too. I am Silas. Yeah. Cool. You are number nine. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine. So uh, you're, you, right. you still got to go, right? Hit me, man. Number okay. nine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's me. You're not ready for his pick of the week. It's Von Doom. Get ready. Um, I'm not ready. <laughs> so uh, my asteroid pick of the week is... Um, hey, Izzy. Izzy. Uh, it's kind of in the... I don't want to say in the same vein, uh, but I recently, I don't know if you guys know this, but vinyl's kind of making a bit of a comeback. Well, <laughs> well. I don't have a hipster sound effect. Yeah. Fuck. You know, what would that sound like? I don't, I don't have know. like a long beard. Oh, what? Oh, my God. Are you, are you doing some micro brews as well? And like, Look, I took the plaid shirt off before we started recording Look, just for this. I had um, no idea it was hipster. I mean, you definitely are. Look at that haircut. Oh, yeah. Hipster. Chewy's. He's all day long. He's ankles deep. Um, no, so yeah, vinyl. I was I recently was able to hook up my record player, uh, and you know, getting in, playing some records I haven't listened to in a while, and uh, quiet down over there, dog. Uh, so for me, the the thing that the the album that I actually bought the record player for was it was an original press. So this it's a bit older. Um, is Electric Light Orchestra's greatest uh, hits. Yowza! Uh, Electric Light Orchestra, for me, is probably one of the top five bands of all time. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. I mean, I would, to me, like, yeah. I, I want to say, well, yeah. Led Zeppelin's, you know, just because just of their influence on me as a kid, um, for sure. But I would put ELO up there with, like, Fleetwood Mac, who I think, to me, like, Fleetwood Mac, their um, Rumors album, um, you know, most people will consider it the greatest rock album of all time. Um, but ELO, no, for reals. Come on. Don't, I swear to you. I swear to you. I'm not making this up. <laughs> Last night driving home, we're listening to classic rock because that's what I listen to. And then Stevie uh, Nicks comes on and singing a song. And I look up at the radio and look who's playing. I was like, huh, I just realized I don't think I like Fleet. Mac at all. Oh my. Like, I swear yeah. to God. Stevie Nicks was the weakest link for me. I always like Christine, uh, Christy McVie yeah. way better. I, I, Dude, I, they're talented and whatnot, but I don't think I like them. Lindsey Buckingham is one of the greatest guitar players she is of all great. time. <laughs> you take that back, goddamn. <laughs> no, but the thing with ELO was for me, um, my cousin who I have to shout out to him, who he introduced me to so many different types of, yeah. of music. But I remember mm. he was like, hey man, you should really check out ELO's greatest hits. And I'm like, Fuck that band. They suck. I'm yeah. like, they wrote that shitty song, Evil Woman. That's such a great song, though. It's not a bad song. That's, e that's ELO. Yeah. yeah. Evil Woman. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. ELO. Huh. Yeah. And I just remember, lesson kids, when somebody tells you to check out a band and you don't like one of their songs, do not write off the whole fucking right. catalog yeah. of songs. Because for like a year, I'm like, this song, these guys suck. Then I popped it in, and then I heard like Sweet Talking Woman and Living Thing and Turn to Stone, and I'm like, this is fucking 
this is a masterpiece of song, like yes. all yeah. of their, and then, you know, like you come to find out, I truly do think ELO is one of the most underrated bands of all time, specifically just because I'll never forget my dad, my dad telling me that they were like kind of shit on when they were trying mm. to come up because people thought Jeff Lynne was a, like a comedian. Like this was a joke to him. The man fucking wrote and played basically everything. Like yeah, he is a musical genius. Didn't he also write for a lot of people? Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, he is, he is, he is next level. Yes. He is rock royalty. Really? Yeah. I mean, and if you don't believe me, just ask somebody by the name of Olivia Newton-John, because if it wasn't for fucking yellow, Xanadu would not be one of the greatest <laughs> selling soundtracks in the history of the world. Tell me about it, stud. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I thought you were going to say that they wrote Grease, but it's still no. cool. I, I wouldn't put it past him. No. Asteroid pick of the week, ELO's greatest hits. Hashtag Give it wig. a listen. I kind of love it. My cousin, so my cousins turned me on to a lot of stuff too. Now this was seventies esque, but I will never forget they had like, uh, is it the cover of ELO's greatest hits that has like the UFO type of thing with a docking spaceship on there? I think that's a newer one. Yeah, oh, there was an older one too, but it was yeah, yeah it was, there was oh, an album with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I was like, oh, what is this thing? Like it's space based, and so yeah, yeah, is, uh, that's, that's. Is a there a pick. seasonal tie for you for ELO, or is it all year round? All year round. Is it more of a summer thing, you think? Like a barbecue, or is it kind of like sitting around the house with your headphones on? Yeah, with the, just jamming to it. So what do you listen to on Columbus Day or Flag Day? Columbus Day? Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it right there. That's it. Yeah. That's the boat. That's it. Is this against the law? His crew oh, might shit. be blockers. Jeff like Lynn, yeah. we love you. That's awesome. Is that's it Jeff it. Lynn? That's the poster. Flynn? 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 It felt like Flynn. Yeah. In like Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. You turned me on to ELO. Yes. And I used uh, Mr. Blue Eyes. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. Sweet Blue Dijoo Eyes. For my... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we got to stop with the hard J's here, guys. Um, I... <laughs> Yeah, we got Can we disconnect that guy's mic? Yeah, we can. Oof. Um, it's already done. Um, we, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, think I just stole that from a friend. Go ahead. I used uh, <laughs> Mr. Blue Sky for my son's one-year video that I played at his birthday party, and it was perfect. Probably the best. Song I was searching for, for music, and I and I went to him. I said, "Like, do you have some yes. good music for me to use for a one-year video?" My wife and I can't like. Uh, agree on what I should use. I wanted, to, I wanted to use typo negative. No. And, yeah, no, I didn't want to use. I wanted to use Cannibal Corpse, but no <laughs> one. But she, she, she didn't like the music I was picking. And then he said, "Use just out of nowhere." Said, "Use Mr. Blue Sky," and I'm like, I don't even really remember that song. Went back to it, listened to it, remembered it, put it under the video, and it was amazing. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it literally says like, "Welcome to the human race." Oh my god, it's perfect. And check out. I'm a genius. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That intro scene is one of the coolest looking battle scenes in the whole MCU. And that's Mr. Blue Sky, yeah. Mr. Blue Sky. I forgot ELO. about that. Yeah. Oh, I gotta break and that that's what little, little baby Groot dances Mr. to. Mr. Blue Sky. You're doing it right. There's a camera's kind of panning around throughout the, all the chaos. Yeah. Soon comes Mr. Knight. What? You got a comment for that, Three Toes, you fucker? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. There we go. That Michael Bay is telling thing. us it's time. Hey, Optimus Prime, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah, the tweez. Wait, is Optimus? Wait, what's the name of the guy that does Optimus Prime's voice? Do you, Peter you know? Cullen. So Peter Cullen's going to wow. be. I don't, why do I know that? <laughs> Whoa, you do know a lot about pop culture. So Peter Cullen's going to be replaced by Mark Wahlberg, and and <clears throat> Optimus Prime is going to have a Bostonian accent. Yeah, what am I doing talking to myself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the trees. I'll get hurt. <laughs> Did uh, I do that? Yeah. So what are we talking about? 
What is your most memorable video game experience, lads? Not the beard. Tell me a little bit about it. Oh, oh sorry about that. Most memorable. Got to use the whole fist, Doc? Moon River. Okay, um, Babar, there's a children's book well, about elephants named Babar. I don't have any children books. No. Anyway, go ahead. What video game experience has changed your life? Oh, come on now. Is that it? Yeah. For the, we're most uh, memorable. Well, yeah. I mean, most memorable. Most memorable. How can you be most the most memorable and most, not have changed yeah. your life? If they're memorable, they, they hardwired the something in you that, had, that changed. You went on a multiverse different course after you played that video game. I have it's like you... Gargled bull semen CBD oil. Like what? What is this guy talking about? We gotta get him off the cast. <laughs> what? No. Is he? She's sleeping. Leave right. her be. Yeah. All right. So three toes. All right. <clears throat> Give us one. Lay it on the Shocker. table. Was it pong? <laughs> <laughs> Helen gets it. <laughs> Very funny. And it happens to be on the same game system. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be. I mean, it's not like I'm not wearing the pimping. Atari shirt. Yeah. I mean, whoa. <laughs> 2,600, that's so, it. So I, I feel this story has been told before, so I will be brief. And I feel this story has been re- stolen from my childhood and okay. repurposed into a movie. So I'll be Steven briefer. Spielberg? Close. Uh, yes. He filmed it. Um, but it was written by Ernie Klein. So I've told about, I talked about this before. Uh, there was no internet. There yeah. was no anything when we were yeah. kids. So Atari 2600 was a big deal. And uh, there was the game Adventure. And me and my buddy, who will be referred to as JD, that's his name, um, got a Atari 2600 magazine, maybe that was a thing at the time. And in it, they said, hey, there is a hidden screen. There's a hidden room in this game. Yeah. And you follow this series of events, you can get to it. And it, in hindsight, it wasn't particularly difficult. But at the time, it seemed like it. And so we followed all the steps. And then it just had the name of the video game programmer in this hidden room. And who was it, that again? Bennett? No. I should know it. I really should know it. I'll have to look it up. Um, but it was a, such a huge accomplishment to actually have find something that no, not a lot of people knew yeah. about, then get access to it, and then realize that that's, this was a cool, sneaky thing that this programmer did to kind of get his, his name out there. So in, in a way, I guess that kind of did inform me in terms of like becoming an engineer and realizing people could do kind of crazy, creative crap. So uh, that was a big one. And the reason I say it's been repurposed and everybody knows about it since then is because it's straight up like the punchline of Ready Player One. So I'm assuming Ernie Klein had a similar experience when he was yeah. young. So yeah. Oh, nice. So that's mine. So Adventure? Adventure. Hidden Room. Warren Robinette. Ah, thank you. Appreciate that, it. That's the name of the creator. The program. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you want to go? Throw one sure. on the table. Allow me to set the setting for you. I was 17, 18, 18. And uh, a buddy of mine was like, hey, man, you should check out this video game. Okay. It was on a computer. Didn't really own one. So I was like, oh, no, I got to fucking buy a computer. <laughs> so I ended up doing it. And uh, it was a... Wait, you bought a computer to play this game? Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah, this game changed my life in gaming Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Uh, it's a, it's a really small, like kind of not really a known title. Uh, it's World of Warcraft. <laughs> so, tell us about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he got me, he got me into it, and um, I I mean I had played games forever. I started on the Sega Genesis 32 bit. Like I mean, oh, man. I played Sonic and Altered Beast, Chewie's favorite game of all time. 
Well, you, when you dropped that on your uh, video game cast, I was like, that was pretty sweet. Oh, I was my like, God. I, I didn't know a lot of stuff you were referencing, but once you dropped that, I was like, yes. For longtime Rise listeners, from your grave. longtime listeners of this cast, I promise you, before any of us die, I will get on fucking camera, Chewy, beating the easy game that is Altered Beast. I can we make that will happen. Post it on YouTube. I can make that happen. I yeah. beat it the first time I played it. I'm, we'll get it on oh, camera. All the lies we I tell. Did. I'm it's a little wooden boy. I'm waiting. I just remember. I, re, I remember popping. It's yeah. so easy. I remember popping Altered Beast in, into the Genesis. Got it home. Played it. Um, I say first time. It might have been my second. There is eight fucking levels, and you get three health. That's it. I beat it. Uh, well, we're uh, gonna get this shit on camera. Yeah. Um, where was it? Where your mouth is. So yeah. So I had craft. been playing. Yeah, I've been playing video games for fuck. What was that? Was, I was 18. I probably started when I was six. So like 12 years. And I've, I really I really did have some crazy great experiences, like I said, on the con- candlelight conversation, like with uh, Metal Gear Solid yep. and all these other games. But World of Warcraft fucking blew my mind. Like it, what you could do, it was, it was really like a, a moment in time where you could escape. I don't know how, like, you yeah. could do things in that game. Like, you could just walk around town, go fishing. Like, it was like a real Top life down? virtual world. No, um, third person. Third person. Like, your dude was, you could do first person, I believe. But, yeah, it was it was really meant as third person. Mm. And, like, you, I made friends. One of my friends who I love to this day, I wish I got to see him more, met his wife on World of Warcraft, and he moved to Texas. Like, wow. It was that, it was that type of community. Like, you could do whatever you wanted. You could whatever character you wanted and it was it changed gaming for me for the uneducated how would you uh, categorize world of warcraft an it's rpg an mmorpg yeah. man it's an mmorpg <laughs> that was the next level up from the rpgs that people were playing on let's say like the 16-bit systems mm-hmm. and the 32-bit systems and then like the next level up was like let's let's make this mmo and let's well yeah there was there was warcraft one I think there was Warcraft one, two, and three. I never really played those. Them. Were, were they top down? Those were top down. Top down. World like of Warcraft games, yeah. was the third person one, and that was the one that was. I mean, somebody did the math. Like the world they had created was like square miles of actual yeah. digital video game that you can, you know, ride on horseback and shit. Yeah. And it's crazy, fucking nuts. That I made a post about it on Instagram. They are re-releasing, I think it was last week or the week before, World of Warcraft Classic. It's out. It's the, it, it is. It's the original game. It took away all the expansions, all the add-ons, and it is just the original vanilla game from 2006, I think, yeah. or, or eight. On? PC. Only PC. Still only PC. And I still think it's $15 a month subscription fee. Where I mean, that's never going to change. They said there were, I think, 10,000 people per server. There were wow. like forty-five minute queue lines to get on the server. Jesus, it really is. It's like it was a world phenomenon at the time. I mean, I think there were something like twelve million players at any given time. My God, a couple yeah. of like the top tier uh, Twitch players that I follow just hopped on that uh, new World of Warcraft vanilla, the classic. They but it's classic the original, like the original. Yeah, the graphics. I mean, I thought they were going to do something like, oh, well, we're just going to take it away, and we're, you'll have like the updated graphics and game. No, no, no. This is the fucking bare bone base game that came out twelve years ago. And it's just they're just it is back out there. Nuts. It's driving people crazy. That's and, awesome. And I won't lie to you. You're thinking. Kinda of wanna play it if I'm Do being it. serious. Yeah. Do it. And I have to go out and buy another computer and then the wife would probably crush my ball sack with a walnut. Wait, can you play it on yours? 
Snow doesn't play well with Not Apple. really. It does, but it's, it's definitely meant for Windows. Okay. I sent you an Instagram post. Did you see it? Someone holding up a Game Boy against the Switch. Yes. Was like, was, that, was it Let's Go Pikachu? That's Let's Go Pikachu, and it's the like it's frame for frame the same yeah, image. Yeah, but, but just totally remade. Remastered. Remodern, yeah. Nice. You need Good to stuff. get that for the, for, for the kid. Yeah. So we have Adventure, and we have World of Warcraft. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Tomb Raider on the table. Wait. Yeah. Uh, the new one, or the old one, the old one. My experience with the old one, and that's because uh, when System? the first PlayStation wow. one one when that game came out, I don't know who purchased it. If it was me or my buddy, but I just have the memory of hours oh. upon hours upon hours of beating off to Laura Croft. Yes. <laughs> No, that's not sad. She's she's a hottie. You got real close to the mic when you said that. You got closer than a fist length. Talking about fist length. I think on, on my peripheral vision, I just see leaning in, leaning in, leaning. Beating off to Laura Croft. Yeah, do it. Do it, you. I remember hour upon hour of playing Tomb Raider with my buddy, trying to get through the puzzles and the gameplay and the traversal and it blew us away because it was the first time we played a game that was it was third person and looking back it looks like just a bunch of pixelated shapes yep however at the time mind-blowing mind-blowing yeah. right yeah and uh it just captured us and it was something new and there was this feeling that you got in that game where you would walk out like you would be in caves and it would be kind of claustrophobic. You'd be jumping around. You'd be climbing. And then you would walk into a open area, and it would give you this sense of grandeur. And um, it almost felt like an open world, even though it was on rails. And there were no open worlds back then. So this was them giving you that flavor of, hey, you're on a rail, you're on a rail, you're on a rail, and then they're going to shoot you out into this landscape. Expanse, it has a, a bunch of puzzles, and a Tyrannosaurus Rex might come and bite your head off. Mm -hmm. And there was this thing about the game where it was a blast to die. Right. It was a blast to, say, find a high ground and just dive off because they did this thing where if, let, let's say you fell from a, a very high altitude, you would hear her bones crack and her, like, kind of, like, uh, let out a moan. Okay, and that is one of the most disturbing things I think has that has ever been uttered on this podcast. No, we're getting some insights. Let yeah. him keep going. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm waiting for him to like hit I us mean, with the really, fucking nerve gas. <laughs> I don't know what it was that really aroused me yeah. by the sound of a woman's I think it was, bones cracking. I'm not sure if it was the moan before the bone crack or the moan after the bone crack. I just remember putting a kitten in a bag. It was a burlap sack, if I recall. And uh, just geez. saying, oh, do you want to bring I'm it? not crazy. No, no, you're fine. And I'm not crazy because... Um, Put that, on the lotion. <laughs> that, that existed in like Tomb Raiders one, two, and three, where like it was it was fun to kind of die because they would have some gore factor no, to I mean, the, the most death. recent one that was a big deal was just that how was like the, the yeah well they the took it away for a been. long time like Tomb Raider four five six seven eight nine ten eleven and twelve like all the, like like that whole uh, generation they took it away right like, but it they made the it game. a point on the I remember I was in GameStop. And I saw, like, <laughs> I saw like, like they were showing like gameplay of the new game, and I just remember like her falling and getting like a fucking spike yes. up the chin. I was like, yes. "Holy shit!" Yes, like, yes. That's that was back. the shot. That yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a Conan O'Brien. I was say Conan, uh, <laughs> the gamer. Yeah, yeah. The, the, those, <laughs> those gamer uh, like remotes that he would film. Like they 
showcase that. But they brought that back, and that's one thing that they never got right in the movies. Like they like, I remember talking to you, Doom, when they were doing a new Tomb Raider movie, and I thought it would be great if they if someone did a video game movie mm. and embraced the fact that they were doing a video game movie so much so that let's say she dies 32 times in the movie and has to restart at another place. They kind of did that with that Tom, Tom Cruise movie. Uh, what was it called? Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, Live, Die, Repeat. Fantastic. And, um, and actually, didn't they? So I remember when you had you talked about that, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool creative idea. Wasn't that the most recent Jumanji? Wasn't that the premise? Possibly. I feel like there was they a might deal. might have worked some of that There's stuff There's a deal in there where somebody dies, and then they're like, you have yeah. two or three lives left. Yeah, right? yeah, that's absolutely Jumanji. So you yeah. actually totally called that. Yeah. You, you made that comment well before Jumanji existed, and they did that premise. But worked that into a game that had that worked into its... Like core, yeah. D- DNA, like the, one of the games that kind of built that DNA yes. for video games. Well, yeah, they've never done it. They'll, they'll just keep rebooting Tomb Raider with another actress, and then it'll be garbage. Yeah, it, it is garbage. Yeah. But, uh, but Tomb Raider changed my life. That's awesome. For the better. Any um, any modern games? Because I know I I got one queued up. Did it? I have one too. The Last of Us. Oh, oh but, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to use that one, but I completely agree with you. That's one of the best games I've ever played you? in my life. Oh my but him. god, you know him? Yes, The Last of Us. Both of us. Yeah. yeah, I remember playing that game, and that was one that like, that's one that I got sucked in. And when I was done, and like I put the controller down, I was like, that like it was a true experience. Yeah, like the wife watched for the first half, and then it got to the point where she's like, I can't do this. Like it, it was too intense for her to watch me play a video yeah. game. Wow. It was nuts. I, I mean... And you the, the originally played Last of Us PS2? That's three. PS3. PS3, PS3, PS3 and then remastered, they remastered for, PS4, for PS4. And it's amazing on PS4. And that's how I played it. I Is didn't even play it on PS3. Sequel it's, soon? That sequel... Next year. They haven't said the date, but, they, but they're in probably... I'm wondering. I hope they... Re- you think it's going to be for five. PS5. It's going to be four. And then remastered oh, for five, no, you think? no. It's I, drop on I'm five. guessing it's going to be a launch oh, title launch for title. PS5. I'd be in. I told you, sell, you know how many PS5s that would sell? Yeah. The person that helps with their taxes, her son or daughter is working on the crew, is working on that game, doing like voice talent with oh them. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's big. That's, I, can't, yeah. I can't wait. It's one of the best games ever made in, in, in regards to a story-driven cinematic. A solo campaign? It's not on rails, but there are rails. It's yeah, I mean it's, it's rails. It's rails. It's a wide rail. Let's put it that way. Like you, uh, you can explore the rail, but you, complex yeah. gameplay. I would say yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a lot of stealth. You can't let the clickers hear you, and it's an intense fucking. It's game. an intense game. It it it's not a really good game to play before you go to bed because it does wind you up. Oh shit! You are on edge, man. You are on edge. I gotta, yeah. In the story, some great. time to gaming. It is. The story is great. It's yeah, very like, intense. You could probably describe it like like mix the best of the Walking Dead with Uncharted. Uncharted, pepper in some Golden Girls. Pepper in a little. You'd be so fucking girls. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old yeah. and I like to fuck. Yeah. Do Why do you think that's what it's about? <laughs> that's all it's about. <laughs> do you want to throw in something else? Uh, my my old, So I when I go to memorable, I go back to like childhood and kind of core yeah. things that transition. So for me. The advent of arcade culture and the evolution of video games was kind of a big deal um, because from the get-go, seeing the original ones. Uh, but one that like just blew me away at the time, and it's funny in hindsight, was um, the discovery of Dragon's Lair. 
because oh, yeah. game systems had changed a that lot. It changed my life when I saw it in the arcade. Is that the one that's like the cartoon? Yeah. Yes. So and yeah. so it's it was it, because everything else was somewhat similar. I mean, you had a lot of things like your Pac-Mans, your uh, Donkey Kongs, Asteroids. They're all kind of a similar style and gameplay. But this one was almost like a another big thing at the time was choose your own adventure books or you yeah. read the books and go in directions. It's like this was a living cartoon that you could play. Now, in hindsight, and playing it again, like at some of the emulator arcades or whatnot around here, uh, it's such a simple, simple oh, yeah. premise. Like, it's literally just the control is you make the decision to go left or right and you give it it's an It's a DVD player or it's a, it's it's, a laser disc player. That's all it really it, it's is. It's all it is. You're, As a matter of fact, I have it on track. DVD somewhere yeah. and you can use your remote to play it. So it's so simple. But at the time, to be able to play a living cartoon, oh, yeah. and it was one that I... I rarely got obsessive about, like you guys, when you play games now, the point is to complete them and to get through them in campaigns. That's just something that's not never was part of my kind of zeitgeist. But this one... Wasn't I, it, though? Like I maybe played religiously like, to got through it, to, to solve it. I had to. That started, I don't think, with maybe with that game or around that time with um, the quarter eaters. With yes. Like the, with like you could was. beat the game as long as you had enough money. And that was a perfect example. that You just kept feeding it. Because it said you want to continue. It's like, well, fuck yeah, I want to continue. And so, yeah. uh, and th- so that's just a one... Of all the games, and it wasn't, it's not even the best game or whatever, but it's one that was like, I can't not play this. I have to keep going. Such so. a genius idea to, cause yeah, because like you said, everything out there was like Donkey Kong. Yeah, it was all it's very Q-Bert, similar. Stuff. Yeah, just kind of a pattern based type of thing. And then you throw a game like that next to Qbert, and you're just like, it, there's no comparison. And it had like the bigger case, had a better sound, <laughs> really good sound. So yeah, it was just, and there was, there was a handful of them. It was a Don Bluth animation. They had that one, they had Space Ace. They did a couple other games, but it was a very flash-in-the-pan thing, too. There wasn't very many, and oh, maybe yeah. it's because of just the simplicity or the fact that it was a laser disc player in a cabinet. Yeah. So. Do, you remember, do you remember the hologram games that came out? It was like a... There'd be like a like an octagon with like a with a bowl in the middle, and there'd be like a little... Uh, it, would, it would be the same thing. It would be a little piece of video playing, but it looked like a hologram in the middle of the table, and it would be the same, same premise where you I feel like you're confusing it. the Star Wars holiday special I know. with real life. It's freaking me the fuck out, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn. Happy life. Day. Did he have yeah. the CBD oil this time? Oh, did you, oh, did you take some of my oil? I did. Did you taste his oil? I rubbed it on my <laughs> wrist. You're going to say something about bull semen? <laughs> Lorenzo's oil. You <laughs> um, guessed our filming this. Uh, Chewy, I'm looking at you on this one. Yeah. Another another one for me that it wasn't, it, it was only playable for a while at the arcade. And I think you dabbled in it, if not full-blown beat it. Um, speaking of quarter eaters, you made me think uh, the X-Men Arcade. The X-Men Arcade game. Oh. Oh. Do you know they sell that now? Like, yes. Or this Christmas they have a, or like this holiday season, they came out with a arcade cabinet that has like three different X-Men games in it. No. And that's one of them. What? And it's about three to four hundred dollars and it's, oh. like, it, it's, it's like a full-size arc, i think it's a full-sized arcade so are you talking about the because they like walmart actually sells these these mid-sized they're mid-sized but they it might have about be three or four games too. in them i haven't heard the x-men hitting on any of them but it's it's x-men shoot there's three of them there's three marvel games that came out at the same time x-men was the biggest one. oh my god x-men's the one that you saw at like every 7-eleven oh. yeah we had colossus Sorry. yeah they like i remember that that was a euphemism so- for me and my friends back in the day right it was <laughs> I just remember playing that game so much just to get to the end. There was a there's a scene where you like you you're like facing off against Magneto, the big bad, yeah. and it, it was a glitch. Well, it wasn't a glitch, but it was like this famous saying before you started the "Welcome to die, <laughs> dude." <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck did he just?" That sounded like bad English, but uh, yeah, it was it was the best, man. And that's and that's another one you had four controllers. Like, yes. 
across the Buddy side. it up, man. Yes. TMNT, X-Men, uh, Simpsons. Simpsons. Yep. Oh, I love Simpsons. They did release though, didn't they? I remember playing, I thought I played a Simpsons game like on Nintendo or something. Uh, where I thought it was the I think arcade. They've re, I think they've re-released all that stuff on home consoles. They did. I remember you could buy it for like $15 or something, the X-Men arcade, and it was a digital copy, and now you can't get it off the fucking PSN they need, network. They need to sell those to Switch. Yeah. I'll buy it. It'd be perfect. Yeah. I'm I'd gonna, buy that for that a dollar. Yeah. I remember that one. I wonder if it, I, I do a lot of emulation. I'll see if I can emulate it. I'm sure I can. I'm going to throw Emulate another one. these nuts. <laughs> I'm going to throw another one on the table, and it comes from the same generation that the, my Tomb Raider pick came from. And when I it's was... not a Tomb Raider. I can't remember what age I was, but I went to Mall of America with my family. Mm-hmm. Dope. And I went to Camp a Snoopy. game store at the time. It might have been a Babbage's. Does anyone mm-hmm. remember Babbage's? Uh, EB Games? EB Games? ED Games? EB Games, maybe a Babbage's, maybe a... Maybe a Funko Land. Oh, Funko Land. Good time. KB Toys. Love Funko Land. Um, and I picked up a game just because it looked cool. It, it, at that age, like, there was no way, there was not a lot of reviews. It was a lot of based on the cover of the game. It was based yes. on the cover. And the cover just looked messed up. I don't even know why I bought it. I, I look back and I'm like, at that age, why did I buy this game? Leisure Suit Larry. No. But I did play a lot of Leisure Suit Larry just because I thought I would see something. And I know, I, you right? You never do. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you but. never see anything in Leisure Suit Larry that you wanted to see. The box just... Uh, I believe, I mean, the rumor was always there was like nudity and blue whatnot. Blue balls. What, yeah. what, pixelated? Little... Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Bought this dicks. game, stuck it in my bag, and couldn't play it because I was with my family in Minnesota at the Mall of America. Got home, and I remember vividly... Because it was a road trip. We got home, and it was late. So my family went to bed. You and let, went and jerked this, off to... Was this a system or a PC? This was a system. This was PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Um, family went to bed. Don't know what time it was. Maybe it was midnight. Maybe it was 1 a.m. It was. I was of age to have the desire to stay up late by myself and play video games. Had the PS1 downstairs on our maybe 36-inch TV, which was a big screen it's at huge. the time. Yeah. And popped it in. The intro scene of Resident Evil oh. scared the bejesus out of me. Yep. And there's a there's one scene in the beginning of the first Resident Evil. Yeah. Where after you hear that stupid line that go, that's tied into your uh, get ready for die is the uh, shoot um, what's the name of the the main character in Resident Evil? Chris Redfield? No, not Chris Redfield. The girl. Uh, Umbrella Factory. Jill Valentine. Yeah, Jill. He's like Jill. You are the master of unlocking things. Here is like a lockpick set. After that, you walk around a mansion, and there's a scene where you you open a door and walk through a hall, and a dog jumped through the fucking window. Through the window at me, Mm-mm, bitch. I immediately hit the power button, turned it off, dropped the controller, and ran upstairs and hid under my covers. Yes, vivid memory of that happening. So much so that fucking to dog. This, from that point on, I was obsessed with video game horror or yeah. survival horror yeah. or anything that would scare me. That might have been what kicked off my love for horror. Yes. In terms of just movies, and video games. Yeah. The Resident Evil franchise, yes. Resident Evil 2 for me was, yeah. that was like, took it to if the I could like level. paint like a map, like Sega, you know, was number one, but like pretty much right after the. Metal Gear Solid one was Resident Evil 2. I just remember me and my cousin, 
that we we had to beat it. We yes. had no choice. That was our fucking, you know, white tiger yeah. that we were going to track through the jungle and slay that bitch. Yeah. Ended up having to use cheat codes at the end because we couldn't beat it. But fuck it, we beat it. <laughs> but you got through. We got it, damn it. It was an impossible game. Towards the end. Crazy impossible. hard. And I played the Resident Evils on PS1 were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah but I never. To never your beat point, them. Resident Evil 1, I think, is still considered one of the hardest video games of all time. Really? The I never beat one. it. I never beat it. I, oh, yeah. I, I might have played the first five minutes of it over and over and over yeah. and over again. Did you get the re release? No. PS4? Or, I heard good things. I yeah. want to get the I wanted to get the re release of two. That they say is like fucking it's supposed amazing. To be amazing, yeah. But then again, I'm also I also don't want to I don't want to tighten my brain up before I go to bed, and before that's right. the only time I play games is before I go to she bed. She was just gonna wiggle, ah, dog. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why with the PS4 when I got into the what was the Alien uh, game Isolation, yeah, that oh, that one, yeah, it's, uh... that one at the I mean I played it only a handful of times, but the with the atmosphere in that game was pretty great. I don't think I ever saw an Alien. And I don't I think playing. I ever did. Yeah, like I did. Like I like the whole. I, I think they said like the first hour and a half of the of the game. Like you just walk around like yeah, and scared sounds and things something. falling and yeah, it just it's all tension. Did you ever play that? I did not. I bought it. I haven't. I never played it. It's yeah, all right. Same here. Anything else on the table? Mm. No. I got Jack and shit. And Jack skipped so, town. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let's let's put a bow on this the same way we did with the uh, comedies. What recently has come out that you think might be considered a classic? This might go more towards Doom because he's been playing more a lot than, more than both of us. Uh, Have you played anything uh, for the genre? No, just I mean, just for just for video games. I mean, for what do you think might be blowing minds right now? I, honestly, I know I've talked about this on the cast prior, prior previously. Overwatch, Overwatch. For its tight, like for what it's done for the genre, and I mean, there's literally like an Overwatch league now where you can win money and shit like like. It is definitely this generation's opus. What high watermark or yeah, high watermark? That sounds right. Well, isn't opus something like my? It's a penguin in the Bloom County cartoon. God damn it! Somebody <laughs> look up what opus means. I I swear it's something. Mr. Holland's opus. What was he talking about? A penguin in the Bloom County cartoon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Build a cat. Ack. Um. <laughs> my God. Magnum opus. What yes. Those are a condom brand. Yeah. It's uh, for big dicks. <laughs> for big dicks that look like <laughs> penguins like from Bloom County. Eck. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Opus yeah, you're is right. order. Yeah. Okay, so so you think Overwatch. Musical composition. Overwatch is what's out right oh, now yeah. that you think is kind of blowing kids' minds. And, and mm. in, in 10 or 20 years, when they're recording their podcasts on spaceships, they're going to be talking about Overwatch. Yeah. Or yeah. Fortnite. Or what a dick. Oh, God, yeah. Nothing has changed the game like Fortnite. Right. To his point. Fortnite. Yeah. Well, I would say Minecraft into Fortnite. That's I mean, it that's, was Minecraft. That's, that's but now it is Fortnite. Unified the nation in a computer slash phone world. It's everyone. Yeah. It's scary. It yeah, is. I, I think you're right because I, 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 there's maybe three or four, four to six year olds in my family that are obsessed masters of Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Shoot. All right. Uh oh. You know what that sound means? Walk us. We got to be walked through to the other side. Thank you to all the guys and gals that listen to this podcast. You can find more information about this episode and other episodes at our website, asteroidfactory.com. There you can leave a voicemail that we may just play on future episodes of the podcast. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
If you like the show, please tell anyone you can. Anything you can do to spread the word helps us out. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. You might just hear your review on a future episode. Gesundheit. Thank you. We thank you again for listening. And please remember to always put your ankles in it.